Welcome to another episode of the Indiana Bible College Podcast, where we are biblically training tomorrow's leaders today. In this episode, Sister Jane Claire Turner talks to us on this subject, the danger of duty. Now, on to the episode. Thanks for tuning in. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, it's good to be in chapel this morning. Get all my stuff situated here. I, uh, I'd like to thank Brad and Zach and Holly and Student Council and Brother Gallion, of course, for this opportunity. Um, I don't take it lightly. You know, this audience never gets any less intimidating, I don't think. You know, I look out, and if I take a second during a chapel service or a, or a student body prayer, and I just look around at the people that I'm allowed to go to school with and to fellowship with, I'm amazed. And I just sit there and look around and just imagine all the incredible places that you are going to go. And it astounds me sometimes that I'm even allowed to be a part. And so I don't take this lightly. I'm honored. But I'd also like to thank my family to, for taking time out of their day to be here. Um, and also like to thank Pastor Mooney, of course, for his incredible influence in my life and this school and everything that he has uh, done for me personally. Um, so if you'd like to go in your Bibles to Luke chapter 17, verses 7 through 10. It says, But which of you, having a servant, plowing or feeding cattle, will say unto him by and by, when he is come from the field, go and sit down to meet? And will not rather say unto him, Make ready wherewith I may sup, and gird thyself, and serve me, till I have eaten and drunken, and afterward thou shalt eat and drink. Doth he thank that servant because he did the things which were commanded him? I trow not. So likewise ye, when ye shall have done all those things which are commanded you, say, We are unprofitable servants. We have done that which is our duty to do. So if I could title these remarks today, I would title them, The Danger of Duty. Would you pray with me? Lord, I come to you knowing that you have all power in heaven and in earth. And we know that you are here today with us. And I ask that you would use me and anoint me to speak your word. Minister to hearts and minds. Open us up to receive your word. And we'll be careful to give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So when I read this verse, I got to verse 10 and it said, So likewise ye, we... When you have done all these things which are commanded you, look back and say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done that which is our duty to do. And how often do we live right there? How often do I just live day to day thinking, you know, well, I did everything I was supposed to do. How often am I an unprofitable servant for only doing what was required of me? And it just struck me, and it just kind of hit my heart. You know, how often do I live like that? And what would happen if I could just go a little deeper? And it says, um, in Genesis chapter 24, I was reminded of the story of Rebecca. And so, you know, what could happen when we strive to do more than just the minimum? And in Genesis, it talks about when Abraham sent his servant to uh, go find a wife for his son Isaac. And, you know, the servant prays that, you know, God would show him a woman that um, would give more than just the ordinary. Just give more than the required. He said that she would offer me to drink 
but also offered to, to give drink to all my camels. And it specifies that he had 10 camels there with him. So in um, verse 17, it says, And the servant ran to meet her and said, Let me, I pray thee, drink a little water of thy pitcher. And she said, Drink, my lord. And she hasted and let down her pitcher upon her hand and gave him drink. And when she had done giving him drink, she said, I will draw water for thy camels also until they have done drinking. And she hasted and emptied her pitcher into the trough and ran again unto the well to draw water and drew for all his camels. So I know that hospitality was kind of the law of the land back then. And so it was kind of required for her to offer him drink because he was a stranger in the land. And that was just what was, what was expected. But I don't think... You know, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think it was required for this young girl to spend the better part of her afternoon getting water for his ten camels. You know, I don't really know how much camels drink, but I assume it's a whole lot. And there's ten of them. So let's just say that they each drink ten gallons of water each. Because she said, she specified that she would give them to drink until they were done. Said, until they're full. I'm not just going to give them one bucket and they can share it and that'll be enough. No, she said until they're full. So she went literally above and beyond what was expected of her or what was required of her in that society. So God's response to Rebecca's action of servanthood was to make her the mother of Israel. And I wonder what kind of work God would do in our lives, in my life, if I would just live by that same mentality. And, you know, not only that, Rebecca went on. It goes on in the chapter to show that Rebecca understood this concept, but she also understood the importance of the task that God had given her. In in, in verses 55 through 58, it says, And her brother and her mother said, Let the damsel abide with us a few days, at the least ten, and that that after that she shall go. And the servant said unto them, Hinder me not seeing the Lord hath prospered my way. Send me away that I may go to my master. And they said, We will call the damsel and inquire at her mouth. And they, said, and they called Rebekah and said unto her, Will thou go with this man? And she said, I will go. Now, I don't really know if Rebecca just wanted to get away from her family, if she didn't really want to spend 10 more days, if she was ready to get out of the house, I don't know. But I'd like to think that that wasn't the case, that she understood that any delay would be a mistake. She understood the importance of what God was calling her to do. And she said, you know what, I'm not going to wait a few more days. I'm not going to wait a few more days to go and do what God has called me to do. And, you know, how often do we treat our relationship with God like a diet? You know, say, you know, yeah, sure, I know what I need to do, but, you know, I'm busy right now. You know, I'm hanging out with my friends this weekend, and we're going to this really cool restaurant, and, you know, I'll start my diet on Monday. And then we get to Monday, and we mess up a little bit, and, you know, I'll start next week. And how often do we treat our relationship with God just the same? You know, say, God, you know, it's midterms week, God. I'm a little busy. I've got some studying to do. I've got these things to do, and this is more important right now. And, you know, I'll talk to you a little more next week, and I'll I'll get a little more involved, you know, on Monday. How often do we do that to ourselves? And the cycle just continues and continues. But we should be like Rebecca and understand the urgency of our relationship with God. You know, this is not saying that, you know, if God calls you to, to go to some country that you need to get on a plane tomorrow. That's not, what, that's not what this is saying. But when God calls you into something, into a deeper relationship with him, that's not something that you have the liberty to just push off a few more days. 
It's just not. And how often do we get there? And you know, I'd like to think that Rebecca understood the conviction that Job, that Job outlined in chapter 23, verse 11 and 12. He says, My foot hath held his steps. His way have I kept and not declined. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Oh, that, that, that I could live like that and understand that, you know, food is necessary. But, you know, I need it to live, but food is not my source. You know, Job understood where his source came from. He said, yes, food is necessary, but I have esteemed something greater than that that is necessary for my life, and that is the Word of God. And so in John chapter 14, it talks a little bit more about our source. And it says, Jesus says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send to my, in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And in Psalm chapter 73, verses 25 and 26, it says, Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon the earth that I desire beside thee. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And that is the God that we put our trust in. That is the God that's my source. That is the God that I need to be connected to constantly. Do you know, food is necessary, but it is not my source. Coffee during midterms week may feel very necessary, but it is not my source. No matter how busy I feel, no matter how stressed we are, putting our number one priority on anything other than our relationship with God, no matter how important it may seem, is a mistake. And it is a mistake that will only hurt us in the future. In stress, in worry, in doubt, in confusion, in uncertainty, the Holy Ghost is what brings peace and comfort. That is what our source is. And you know, any success I may achieve is only going to be as great as the quality of my relationship with God. You know, I could go on, we could, any of you could go on to become the smartest and the wealthiest person in the world, and it would all come to nothing at the end of the day if you don't have a true relationship with God. In Jesus' name. And in John chapter 7, verses 37 through 39, it says, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believed upon him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. And so I had an illustration that I wanted to do, but... I decided not to bring it up here. I figured I'd just make myself look silly. Because uh, when, I, when I read this and I was thinking about really staying connected to my source and really what that meant, I, 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 was remember, I remembered something that I used to do all the time when I was little. And I still do it now sometimes. But when, you know whenever you had like a cereal bowl or you have a cup of coffee or milk and you just get it a little too full? And it's just right there on the brim. I mean, I remember, and you're walking like this, and you're trying to, like, trying not to spill it. And my favorite is usually when it happens to me is when I'm trying to make ramen noodles in my room. 
And they're really supposed to be made on the stove, but you're trying to do it in the microwave. So you've got the bowl so full of water, so it covers all the noodles. That maybe it'll work this time. And, <laughs> and so I was, I was thinking of that, and I was like, you know, what if I could be like that? What if I was so connected to my wellspring? What if I was so connected to my source and my cup was so full that, you know, every time I took a step, just a little more flowed out. And, you know, maybe it wouldn't be so difficult if I lived like that to just, maybe it wouldn't be so difficult to get over my flesh and just to witness to people. And maybe it wouldn't be so hard because every time I took a step, just a little more flowed out. And every time I took another step, every time I saw a person that was in need, every time I saw a person that needed to know what I knew, Every single time I would just look at them and just a little more would flow out because I was so connected to my source. What if I could live just like that? You know, we cannot witness with an empty cup. And you know what? Even if your cup's half full, you never had to worry about it spilling when you didn't, when you didn't have too much in there. When you didn't have enough, it's a lot more difficult. you got to work a lot harder to get anything to spill out of it when it's only half full. So, yeah, you could say, you know, I'm doing all right. I've got it. I've got some in there. But it's, it doesn't work the same. So if only we could understand that to walk with him means everything and really live by that, maybe we wouldn't have to fight so hard with ourselves to tell people about Jesus. You know, maybe it wouldn't be so difficult. Maybe it wouldn't seem so scary. You know, my relationship with God, your relationship with God is really the only thing that matters in life. Because every other thing is subsequent to that relationship. And everything else flows out of the strength of my relationship with God. Every good and every important thing is strengthened by that quality of my relationship. You know, school is stressful, and I worry about it. And I study a lot, or at least I try. But you know, when I am not in the right relationship with God, I'm more stressed, and I'm grumpy, and I'm not nice to people at school. And you know, that affects my witness every time I get in that place. And so everything flows right from my relationship with him. And you know, when we walk with him, we can live in his peace. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So not only do we need to walk with him so that we can flow out to to others and bless others, but, you know, when we live with him, we live with peace. And it doesn't matter what comes against us, and it doesn't matter what life throws at us. That may not make any sense at all. Jesus says, peace I leave with you. And I wonder what, we, what would happen if we would, you know, just get a little, just get over the danger of just doing our duty and walk with him and understand that every day when I wake up, that's the only thing that really matters is walking with Jesus. In Jesus' name.